What's going on, Tacoma Academy? This is Pastor J, Pastor K, Pastor Kalasar, whatever you want to call me, or if you do know about me, um, it's me. I don't know any other way to describe myself, but I'm just super excited and delighted to be able to be your uh, week of prayer speaker and for doing it in this unconventional way, right? This was so brand new to me. And I want to give a big shout out to your chaplain for just being awesome, for being dope, for being a gift to humanity, for her ingenuity and just her creativity is amazing uh, that she came up with this idea and for allowing the spirit uh, to in, to invite me to to speak, you know, long story, you know, real quick, little secret that I should let you know. I started an anonymous email campaign, and you know, I kept saying that, hey, you should get this guy Jamie Collisar to be your spring uh, youth week of prayer speaker, school week of prayer speaker. So it turns out that the email campaign worked, and she gave me a phone call and said, hey, we need to book you to be the speaker. Now. I'm just playing. It didn't go like that. Not, nothing like that. Uh, she just said, hey, we want you to be the speaker. And as soon as she said that, I said, absolutely. And the topics that she gave and when we had a discussion, I was like, oh, I'd love to talk about that. And um, with that being said, I think it's important to get right into our text for this week. And I switched it up from the flyer because of you know, all that's happening in our world, all that's happening in our society. Today is April 16th. And um, if you've been following the news, you probably woke up on Friday morning, maybe last week on April 16th. And you heard that there was a mass shooting in Indianapolis. You heard about the young man that was shot in Chicago. You heard about Dwayne or Dwan that was shot as well. Uh, for a, in a traffic stop and you know about the George Floyd case that's happening right now and everything else that has transpired. And it's crazy to me that America is now known for slavery. It is known for mass shootings. It is known for mass incarceration. And it's also known for police violence. And that's unfortunate. That those are the things that I'm assuming that when other countries think about us, that those things come to mind. Like we are known for enslaving a large percentage of our population and then going from enslavement to mass incarceration. So we got a lot of work to do. You scholars have a lot of work to do. And I believe that God has equipped you with all that you need to be able to make a difference in our society. And so with that being said, let's go to our scripture and Spirit impressed me to preach this uh, text, a very familiar text that I'm sure all of us know, like we probably grew up learning this story, being told about this story and valuing the lessons from it. So it's found in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 to verse 37. Luke chapter 10, verses 30 to verse 37. And this is what the word of God says. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law? 
how you read it. And he answering said, are you supposed to love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself? And then he said unto him, you've answered right. This do and you shall live. But the guy, the lawyer, willing to justify himself, said to Jesus, okay, so then who my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatever you spend more when I come again, I'm going to repay you. Now, which of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed him mercy. Then Jesus said to him, go and do the same. Simple title for this passage, who is my neighbor? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for technology and for the knowledge that you've given to man to and women to advance us and be able to create and to speak to people all over the world through a microphone and a computer screen. And so, Lord, as I'm coming through their speakers, I'm praying that you would be heard, that you would even be seen, and that the message about who is our neighbor would stay within our hearts so that we can be the people that you created us to be. In this, we do ask in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I guess it's safe to say that life can go wrong real fast. You can be up today and down tonight. You could wake up on top of the world and then go to sleep with the world on top of you. And that's why you should never ever get up on your high horse and start acting like you brand new or you are the best thing since sliced bread and look down on other people because all it takes is one phone call. All it takes is one email to send us spiraling into a dark hole that we don't belong in. In a real sense, every now and then, life can seem like it's spinning out of control to the place where you feel handcuffed by hopelessness, arrested by awfulness, and destroyed by despair. Life, Tacoma Academy, can go wrong. There was a young man by the name of Darion Albert a 16-year-old honor roll student who was on his way to the Agape Community Center when he fell victim to gang violence. Rival gangs were having a melee and when Darion, who didn't belong to any of the gangs, was trying to help his friend get to safety, one of the gang members took a two-by-four and hit Darion in the head. To make matters worse, when Darion fell on the floor, they hit him again with the two-by-four and then others began to kick and punch him while he was down. 
The sad part is that Darian didn't wake up after the fight. And what even broke my heart more was that Darion was only a few feet away from the door of the Agape Community Center. I mean, just hearing Darion's stories can break your heart because you can be so close to your destination and then suddenly circumstances can go left instead of right. And if you're honest with yourself, your situation may not exactly be like Darion's, but you feel like you've been jumped. You feel like you've been hit by something that came out of nowhere. You may not be physically dead, but on the inside, things aren't so right. You may not be physically dead, but you could be spiritually dead. And you know, we could all testify that we're not saints, but we can be a suffering saint. And I know that they always say when life throws you lemonade that you should go ahead and make lemonade. But guess what? I also need a bag of sugar because that's just bitter lemon water. Our text today invites us to a man who has been hit from the back. And if one would read the earlier part of this story, the Bible tells us that there was a lawyer who asked Jesus this question. And he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And in the very same verse, the text says that he tempted him. In other words, he was trying to break Jesus' cool and engage Jesus in an argument. He was trying to test Jesus. And, and I got to put this out there. Don't I know I do, but I can't stand it when folks come at me with test questions. I mean, you got to hate it when people try to play you and then they use their so-called expertise to try to belittle you. You know, when they ask you those foolish questions that they already know the answers to. I'm sure most of you are sat in classrooms and you probably know somebody or in your circles about somebody who who always likes to be facetious. Right. And I can't stand it when people get an education and all they do is talk about nothing. It's like they get a, a few letters behind their name and they think that they are uh, Don Juan magic number one, right? It's like the little boy who graduated from school and he said, world, you better watch out. I got my BA, my MA and my PhD. And the world says, slow down, little kid. Let me teach you the rest of the alphabet. Don't ever get too big for your bridges. There is always something that you can learn. You don't know everything that you have to be humble and just trust in God and keep on moving. And so Jesus says to this guy who's trying to test him, you know what's written in the law. How do you read it? You call yourself a lawyer. Haven't you? I'm sure you've read the law before. And the guy answers, he says, it's supposed to say, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus is like, great, you got it. Now do something with it. You have to love God with everything that you have. Love him with your heart. Love him with your mind. Love him with your body. Love him with your soul. Because why? The mind is the center of your emotions, desires and affections. The soul is a person's being and uniqueness. The strength refers to what drives you, what has you up early in the morning or up late at night without sleep. And the mind is the center of your intellect. And so Jesus is saying, love God with all of those things, because when you love God with all of that, you won't be ashamed to sing. 
You won't be ashamed to preach. You won't be ashamed to just let go and let God have his way. And then God says, love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. As much as you love your selfie, as much as you love your, your pictures on Instagram, as much as you love your posts on Facebook, on TikTok, love God more than that. Because the equation works like this. When you love God and realize that such an amazing God will love you in spite of who you are and love you the way you are, the way you are and where you are, then you can say, man, if God can love me, then surely I can love myself. If God is willing to put up with me, then surely I can put up with myself. You see, mankind only loves you for what you try to appear to be. Mankind loves you because of your pictures or because of your um, your, 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 your pulse, but God loves you because of who you are. It's like, it's like watching a show. We've all watched TV or anything that we go to, whether that's going to church or, or, or whatever it is, right? When we watch a show and we have our favorite show, we always see the finished project. We always see the people on stage. We see the finished project of countless rehearsals, of countless mistakes, right? We don't see all that happens backstage. We don't see the bloopers. We don't see the messed up lines. We don't see the messed up makeup. We get the finished project, the finished product. And that's how it is with life, right? It's that when people see us in public, they see who we appear to be. They see the finished project. But God sees you behind the curtain. God sees you and your bloopers. God sees you in your mistakes. God sees you when you're trying to get it together. God sees it when you're crying. God sees it when you're thinking about how much you've messed up or, or, or I am a mess up. God sees the bloopers. God knows that when you walk out on that stage, nine times out of 10, we are all like icebergs. We, you know what they say about an iceberg? You can only see 10% of the iceberg on the surface and 90% of it is at the bottom. And most people only see the 10% of us. They don't get to know the whole 90%. But I am on this sermon podcast right now in front of my microphone saying that God sees the 10 and God sees the 90% of you, the parts that nobody else sees, and God still loves you. So here it is, right? If God still loves all of the bloopers and mistakes that you have, then you ought to love yourself because when you don't love yourself, you are basically telling God, I don't love what you made me to be.